We have Netflix and Hulu and HBO Go. The volume's turned up and the lights are down low. I stream, you stream. Hello and welcome to I Stream, You Stream, the Binge Watchers podcast with John Wilson Bennett and Olivia Osel. Hey guys. How are you? It's been a while. Saturday, the sun is shining. Yep. It's uh spring is here. Spring's spring upon us. Spring is not here. Spring is not technically here until March twenty second. Okay, well warmer weather is here. Yep. <laughs> it's the small things. <laughs> um so we are recording uh this. By the way, if you like this, tell a friend, uh subscribe, all that fun stuff. Uh, give us a, a like on your whatever Jesus you're listening to Christ. this on. No, we're trying to. We're trying. Our goal is our goal is to get ten new listeners by the end of the year. Our goal. Yeah, our goal. We've me, never me discussed this. We have actually. Okay, we never discussed this where I was listening to John, and so. <laughs> so yeah, just tell somebody, Luke. <laughs> Somebody. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, today we're discussing um, Judas and the Black Messiah. Yes. Which was originally titled "Jesus Was My Homeboy." So I think jumping off um, already, I think they landed on a better title. Yeah, it's we way. I just think it's like way more um, provoking, or speaks to like the. I don't know. Just the, the the movie was fantastic. I mean, it was like really, really good from start to finish, and the acting was amazing. And so, um, yeah, I think it is de- deserves a great title that brings people in. Yes. Um, it's got. Uh, I mean, basically, the cast is the two main actors are Lakeith Stanfield and uh, Daniel, and I'm gonna butcher his name, so I'll just say Daniel O from Get Out and Black Panther. <laughs> um, again, not a research pod. Not a heavily researched um, pod. Otherwise, I would have just tried to help and I, you. And I <laughs> should and I should know his name because the dude's going to be around for a long, long time. Um, he is really, really good. Yeah, so it's the story of, of Fred Hampton, who was the chairman of the Illinois Black Panther Party um in the 1960s and it takes place uh it's a true story and it takes place after uh Martin Luther King and Malcolm X have been assassinated and it basically follows the um the continuing uh terror reign of terror of the FBI over uh the African American community especially um you know the Black Panthers uh, and so you kind of, you know, they set up the whole, uh, the whole movie by, by kind of showing, um, showing everybody, you know, setting up who, who all the, the players are, who all the pieces are in, in you know, on, in the game of chess. And then, you know, the opening scene of the FBI is, uh, it's, uh, Martin Sheen as <laughs> J. Edgar Hoover. <laughs> who like you totally recognize right away, but I think like it was still pretty impressive that, that makeup. Yeah, they went. I mean, to me, the the makeup was a little, it was a little distracting almost. Like he could have just 
had him regular because at some point to me it just looked like uh Danny DeVito as the penguin in Batman. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was a little it was a little too much powder. Um but you know I I I do different strokes for different folks. Yeah, different strokes, different folks. So so the movie starts um and you've you've kind of you establish who everybody well, is. Well, what I love is that it starts from the perspective of um, Lakeith Stanfield's character, Bill O'Neill, mm-hmm. uh, because what ends up happening is that you establish a relationship, or this is what happened for me. I established a relationship with that character, and then when he turned out to be like truly un unsavory, <laughs> I still was like almost on his side like not that i believe that what he was doing was right but i just had so much sympathy for him the whole time for some reason and i think it was just because i like formed that attachment right away because he opens the film and he's so charismatic and i guess that's probably why he ended up being successful in his role in life and in terms of being able to deceive people um and like, I guess that, I guess that's the thing I fell under, I fell under his spell for sure. I mean, by the end of it, I was like, wow, like what a despicable man. And he obviously felt that way about himself as well, Spoiler like alert. in real life. But that being said, I thought the film did a really good job of making that person human as fuck. Yeah. Well, and he's also, I mean, it's, it's, it's a, it's definitely, uh, Similarly to to Nomadland, uh, I think that we are lucky to be kind of witnessing some truly amazing acting, you know, some generational talents. Uh, and and I remember a couple of years ago, the movie, um, and now I'm going to forget the name of it. Um, it's like Pardon. What's the name of that movie that he was in? Who? The Lakeith Stanfield. I know that's what I was trying yeah. to think of the whole time. What movie? Right. And what? It, what, what? I don't remember. This is good. Not a research pod. <laughs> um, yeah. Like his face is so familiar. Why no, can't I, I remember what? Well, so the he he kind of he got his breakout in. Um, he was actually the the guy who was abducted at the start of Get Out. And then when the right. flash goes off, he's like, get out, get out, get out. And everybody, right. that was his, that was his initial moment. Right. Yes. Um, and then he was in the movie and this, oh, sorry to bother you. Oh, okay. See, I haven't seen that. Yes, you have. Oh, I have. Yeah. We watched it together. We watched the whole thing. Yes. Okay. Describe. It's the one where he basically, it's in kind of like a futuristic. Is that the sci-fi thing where people are turning into like half horses? No. Uh no. It's the one where <laughs> it's the one where he works at a call center and then in order to get like the sales, he has to take on a white voice. So it's him, but then it's David Cross doing Is the that, voice. Don't they also turn into like horse people? I, Am I putting two movies together? Because I think those you, are l- I think you are. Again, it was I remember seeing it and going, huh. And 
at this point, I don't remember other than it was him. Because that was some Tessa trippy Thompson. shit. It was some very trippy shit. Yeah, 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 and yeah. And I yeah. think that is what happens. Yeah, is the that horse people. They turn into like half. <laughs> it's like not even a horse. It's like really, really, really friggin' weird. Right. It's like the most... I felt like I was on drugs since the last time I was actually I on drugs. drugs. Yeah. It was a very long time ago now. So he very good, right? Yeah. Very good. Uh he's yeah, very he's good. very talented. Uh and I just I feel so bad that I I will butcher this name, but Daniel Kalua? Kaluya. Kaluya? Is it? Not Daniel O. This is good. This is top notch stuff. Daniel O. <laughs> I was actually thinking that that sounded really weird, but. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Anyways. Daniel K. <laughs> Mr. K. We're going to um, figure this out. Mr. K, go on. But no, I mean, essentially, like, I don't know. There's not much more to say about the acting other, you know, without getting into like specifics. And then you've well, got one you've of got, the great you know, joys of my life is seeing my classmates in films. And my classmate, Kayla Bieberhart, was in this one, uh, one of the Black Panthers. And that really made me excited. He's probably not listening to this podcast, but Caleb, if you are. What up? Good job. Good job. Uh, and then you Proud got of you. Uh, last. The last one is Jesse Plemons, who basically is playing the the same role that he's been playing in Hollywood for the past like half decade. I mean, that's not last up. Like, there's a lot of good people in this. No, I know, but what I'm saying, saying is like to to round out kind of the top mm-hmm. players in the movie, right? You know. Yeah. Um, well, and then I mean, obviously the 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 girlfriend, um, Dominique Fishbach. Yes. Uh, who is who is amazing. Um, and so I, th- to me, like, okay, the acting, superb. Yeah. All the scoops. The story, they've, the pacing, uh, that was my only kind of, my only thought was that at one point it kind of hits a wall. Really? It, with the pacing for me. Like at what point? In the last third of the movie, um, and I, I didn't, to me it was, I know, I felt like they were trying to raise the tension, and to me it just felt like it was like, there were a few, there were a few times where the, the kind of like setting up the scene to come, they had to like, because there, there was a lot of this like jumping scene to scene to scene, right? Mm-hmm. And then you're just like catching up, um. And then there were a couple times, though, where they had scenes that would basically, like, set up the emotional weight of the scene to come. And I thought, like, we, you know, we're already on the ride. We already understand the stakes. Like, we don't need to, like, two-thirds of the way through be kind of force-fed. I don't know if I agree with that. I don't... Yeah. I mean, the thing is, is, like... Maybe you felt like you were up to speed emotionally, but maybe that's just because you're a shallow person. <laughs> maybe you don't have the depths <laughs> required yeah. to plummet. Yeah. Um, I think I think that it's always good uh, to give people the chance to like 
feel something more nuanced than just tension and suspension and anxiety. Like you have to know what you're fighting for. You have to know why you feel that anxiety. Like why do you value this person's life so much? And so if you don't take the time to establish that emotional connection, I think then it just becomes like an action movie and that's not what this is, you know? No, 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 no. And I'm not, I, I'm not saying it's like, get me to the action. I'm saying that it's, it's, there are times where I just felt like we had our foot on the gas And then we took it off for a second to be like, okay, and now this is the next thing that's going to happen. And then we're going to put our foot on the gas again, instead mm-hmm. of just like the car is going and you can't stop it, you Inter- know? And like, I think uh, sometimes I'm just like, I'm on, but then again, like that is the thing of like watching this movie. I did think they did a really good job of, uh, at the same time, like the stakes are, really high for the whole movie and like i thought that with with bill o'neill you really did see how it affected him throughout the movie like you're you know the 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 chinks in the armor like that character just completely breaks down over the course of the movie um yeah i mean he does he does and he doesn't i mean that's the amazing thing is how much he doesn't like how much he continues forward yeah i just think that there's a certain point in the movie and like props again to like the acting like there's a certain point in the movie where like every scene he shows up and he's like shaking with tears in his eyes you know and like it yeah but that was yeah that i guess that that's all what made him more more at least a little bit more human right see the other thing that like you know these are real people and real lives and it's our um history and so i do think like that although there are plot points definitely because there's things that legitimately happened Mm -hmm. that we want to see it's also like we just want to see people existing too sometimes yeah i mean i think that like and this gets back to the idea with the crown, which is this is not documentary, right? This is a dramatic retelling of historical events. And mm-hmm. so I think that's the other uh, in a shorter in a shorter amount of time. You know, you don't have the full 10 episode season. You know, you've got, um, you know, in two hours. Uh, you've you've got to tell the whole the whole story. And I'm just saying, like, I thought that they really did it. Yeah. marvelously um so one of the things that i think was you didn't really realize until i mean i knew this but if i didn't know this like going in then i wouldn't have really realized this but fred hampton was so young mm, yeah, yeah, for yeah. all of this he was so young and it's like he had this like authority and way of carrying the weight of the world on his shoulders and still being quite solid and strong that made him seem almost ancient like he had an ancient soul um at -hmm. least that was the that was the vibe that i was getting but um but at the end of the day like he was a baby right which is even more 
insane. It's so insane. And it really makes me think the movie really made me think about the power of ideas and like how the FBI were scared of him because of his ideas, not because of like him going around and like doing horrible things or something. Like it was really all about an idea and like, or as many ideas. And like, that's what's like so disturbing. Right. Like what the hell when normally when we watch things about the FBI, or at least for me, I feel like, Oh yeah, those are like the guys that are on our side. And then it's like, wait, wait, what are these bad? Are they all bad men too? And I don't, I, now I just don't even know anymore. I mean, I'm sure obviously since then there's been like huge reform, but has there been? Again there. Right. Well, and that I think so. I mean, I'm shook at that. I mean, this is the point. What that's why Black Lives Matter doesn't have like one leader that you can point to because they don't want another person to get assassinated. Well, yeah. I mean, I I would argue that you know a lot of the the thoughts are the same, and yet it's it's nowhere near as um, you know. It's not an organization in the same way that the Black Panthers was for for the same reasons that you're saying. But also, like, that was taking a step back from the movie itself and, like, just existing in 2021. Like, this, this movie has such a place right now. It hits home so hard because mm-hmm. it's – if you would have told me this is the, this is the story of the summer of 2021 – Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, yeah, it's a period piece. It's shot. You know, you can tell like the cars and the costumes and, you know, the technology is all from the 60s. And yeah. yet all of the conversations. Yeah, you could you could you could put them in 2021 yeah. in 2020, 2021. And they would fit, you know, and that's, I think, the heartbreaking thing um, that not just not just one man having these these ideas, but you see. <clears throat> the way that he listens to Malcolm X recordings on record, you know, mm-hmm. and that he practices those speeches. And, and then you see, um, you know, his, his, his girlfriend who also, you know, wants to be a poet and, and has, uh, you know, also listens to the speeches. And then, and then you've got other people talking about, you know, I listen to it every morning and, and you just got, uh, it really is this, this shared, um heartbreak the shared experience the shared trauma that we as white people see but we'll never like truly experience right um and and i think you know you you said this and i i agree like it makes me fucking furious yeah <laughs> Yeah, definitely. It definitely filled me with with some anger. Yeah, that's um, for damn sure. And then I and, and that, <clears throat> like, if art isn't challenging your belief system and it isn't making you pissed off, like, what? I, and there's a place for everything, but I think like that's a that's a that's a true not honor, but it's. It really achieved, I don't know, to me it just like it, it, I felt like it really 
I, I left the movie. I left that experience as a different person or having a different set of beliefs or, you know, even for just a, a, a bit, you know, even for like a whatever that movie was trying to tell me. I, I, I was, you know, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying like I am a changed person. But what I'm saying is like that movie really did ignite the fire in me. Like I've been pissed off for like a couple of days since we watched right, it. Right, 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 um, right. And and I just you know it's it's like on behalf of the Black Panthers and Black people in America, you feel the the rage. R- well, right, right. Yeah. Well, and just the fact that it's like here we go, and like we've got the fucking you know Derek Chauvin trial coming up, and like you just you know it's like today they they announced that they're gonna hire influencers in the community to put forth a like Minneapolis city council uh, spin positive spin on the trial or like you know they're basically gonna like pay influencers to like put out story and content that like shows the the public what's going what's going on with the trial through like a Minneapolis approved what? Uh, what, yep. does that, I, what does that even mean? You mean like they're supposed to be like pro? Uh, they're not pro cops, but I think they're like pro like trials going great. I don't know. I have no <laughs> fucking clue. I just know <laughs> things are great. They passed like totally a one great. point. I passed like a million dollar mm. thing. And part of that includes money that's going to be spent on local influencers to like talk to the community through their social media platforms about the, the trial. That's really weird. I don't know how I feel about that. Right. And that gets back to this like like why what? you've got this <laughs> you've got this this government, you know, <laughs> that's like finding its ways yeah. through preying on people yeah. and paying them off. And I'm not saying any of these people in the community are are, are equal to like somebody who's literally selling out their friends. Mm-hmm. Um but it does you see well, history is that repeating like, itself. Is that just like in an effort to have like people not be super tense around this whole thing? Because I don't po- think right. that that's going to be achieved. Like right. you're not going to have like you're not going to be like this man should uh, go to prison for the rest of his life. You're not going to feel that way and then watch a trial happen and then like have something not go well on the trial and then be like, oh, but Sally over here on Instagram says everything's great. So I'm not mad anymore. Like Sally. Yeah. Thanks, Sally, for the 411 on how you feel about this. Right. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, all all that to say, I think it's just it kind of gets back to. You know, when when they start peeling back the curtain with the FBI and they're like, oh, we got guys in this city. We got guys here. We got guys. And then they're like, you know how they're manipulating everything. So it's basically like they can set everything up Mm -hmm. to then have the legal justification to do whatever they need to do. I think we should join the FBI. That's I feel the opposite. Change it from the inside. (laughs) I think I really disappear in a crowd is what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, you know? no, I don't know. I mean, and hopefully we don't get flagged for this podcast. Uh. Oh, yeah. Don't come for me. I do not live nope. in Minnesota. I live in another country. Nope. <laughs> country. A different country than the country of Minnesota. Try and figure that out. 
Boom. Um, <laughs> the last, I mean, <coughs> getting back to the, the movie. Getting really back to close. the movie. You should just absolutely watch it. Soundtrack. It is. Great. Cinematography. The, the one thing that really stuck out to me was the cinematography of this piece. That it was, it was a really well composed uh, movie. And that the there are some there are some shots like there's there's this one scene where they're going to the Black Panthers are going to visit another uh, gang mm-hmm. and they show up at their headquarters and it's like from the start like you've got the camera mm-hmm. just right in the face of Fred Hampton mm-hmm. and it follows him through this building where it's like lined with dudes with guns and then you pe- you know the camera peels back and you see all these dudes with guns and like it's just this like I this know what I was thinking while that was beast. happening yeah. is I was like is this the Hollywood version I mean I know it is but how close to the Hollywood version was the real version because if it was close to that then I was just like extremely impressed pants. by the like organization involved right but basically all i'm saying is like the way that like (laughs) this the way that this builds i don't know it just to me it had this like it had the same feeling of like uh it was almost i mean really it's biblical like it it has this like Mm -hmm. biblical sense of like in the den of the lions you know Mm -hmm. like where it's like it peels back and it's just like you're just surrounded by the enemy or you're so and to him it's not the enemy to him like they need to work together but like you realize like i don't know the tension that it builds in that one scene i just i could watch that as like a lesson in filmmaking over and over and over yeah it was Um, incredible yeah and also just at one point they're going back up the stairs really quick (laughs) <laughs> and they're watching them come around the corner and then walk up the stairs and like they probably have the thing uh, this is like just like a super nerdy like technical thing but it's like i genuinely was like how did they get that shot like is there a steady cam and the guys walking backwards up the stairs do they have it on the dolly and then or like did they pull back slow with like gopro you know? on a helmet yeah <laughs> no and like i don't know it just was it was one of those shots where it's like you in the heat of the moment you're like watching the emotional truth of the scene and yet like on the flip side of like being you know the filmmaker it's like oh my god how did they how did they do that because it's like Mm -hmm. it just looks so cool yeah Uh, well also i think that they really like drove home this idea of you know when he keeps saying like i am a revolutionary and it's sort of just this like call to action like this call to say that just recognizing the injustice is not enough, you mm-hmm. know, but he's out there handing out pamphlets, getting things organized so that they can feed kids so that they can create medical centers so that they can really like make their communities better. Right. Um, and, and I think that's like the same that really echoes the same message that I was he- have been hearing over and over and over again, which is that it's not enough for um, it's not enough for white people to just say like, oh yeah, like things aren't fair, like um, racism exists, like 
like, you know, like that's not enough. Right. Anymore. What are you going like, to do about it? What are you going to do about it? Right. Like, who? Well, and obviously, not just what are you going to do about it, but like, what are you going to do that maybe is unconventional? You know, like, like the regular, you know, donating to a charity, great, but it's like, you know, does the money, like, unless you're doing something phys- like your actual damn self. Yeah. You know, and seeing tangible <laughs> results, you know. Well, what's done. wild is like when you start um, trying to have like these conversations with your closer circles and mm-hmm. talk about things. And like all of a sudden you realize like, oh, whoa, I thought people were all on the same page here. <sighs> and I guess we're not all on the same page. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, right. Like. That's a huge thing that I can do personally mm. is like have the conversation. Right. And um Well I also I mean I I also want to be abundantly clear that I yeah. think like giving money to to charity is is good. is good. It and like, you know, in this movie it's like you see him in the opening, he's like selling the pamphlets for a quarter. You know, you get the little the the Black Panther paper or whatever for a quarter and that's the money that goes. I'm not saying don't don't give money that way. I just think it's like a little i guess i guess the 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 frustrating reality of of this movie and and a lot of things is that you see the you know the relationship between the cops and the FBI and the mayor's office and all that like you see which i actually thought was really interesting they kept talking about mayor daly mayor daly mayor daly mm. not once in the movie did they ever actually show the character yeah he's just that's true yeah he's just the he's the (laughs) he's the unseen enemy Mm. but you know not but you've got basically this this idea that you know we've put i think it's like so that you can psychologically put any uh white dude who's been in power <laughs> in the place of Mayor Daly. Well, like. I mean, I think, yeah, I think it's partly that. And I think it's also just partly, it's like, it's not his fucking story. Right. You yeah. know, yeah. like that, that to that. me. And so I, I think my point about, you know, getting, getting shit done is just, you know, I think it's the same, um, you know, uh, it's, it's the same conversation that we've, that we've been having. That Did this a- remind you of doing the play? The Great Society with LBJ. I mean, it's the same time period. And I, I was actually going to say, like, I think we've got MLK's radical nonviolence. Mm-hmm. You've got other people preaching violence. You know, you've got Fred Hampton, who over the course of the movie preaches nonviolence, but also says, you know, no satisfaction until all, all cops are dead. You know, or, mm-hmm. or, 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 or all cops are dead, complete satisfaction. Yeah, that was that one actually kind of really threw me off. I was like, "Wait a second, that's that's very violent." <laughs> but that's I think that's the <laughs> thing. It's like there is a solution here that doesn't involve killing everyone. It doesn't involve killing everyone, but it also it, it also relies on a full reform of the things that are in place to violently oppress other people, and that. <coughs> And so watching, watch doing the LBJ play and watching the Watts riots in Southern California, doing this, watching this, and seeing you know the the shootout at the Black Panther uh, office, 
Kudos to that lady, though. She was, like, holding down the fort yeah. alone. I was like, damn. All of that. that like, to see that happen and then see the atrocities that were committed this summer and to ring it all back to the fact that, like, you've got a insurrection led by white people <laughs> that has, you know, five dead and nobody loses a fucking eyeball, you know? And it's not this this rainbow coalition in support of black lives matter. It's white people trying to overthrow the fucking country. Like that's the, the thing to me that like it hurts. And yet I, I take great hope from where, where we're at and where we're going. And yet there's the line in the movie that, you know, they talk about progress, the, you know, the, the, the the more they preach progress, the more it's just the slaveholders, f- you know, teaching you to be a better slave. And the, it's lines like that that really cut deep. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I can sit here and say, like, okay, we as a society are making progress or whatever. And it's like, I don't know. It, it kind of reignites well, that Martin conversation. What is the Martin Luther King quote where he said, Okay, this is going to be the most awful butchering ever, but something to the degree of like progress is slow, but the arc of, but the arc of, what is it? The arc of history bends towards moral. Something, yeah, that was good. Moral nail on the head, Liv. <laughs> no, I think in this one he says you can kill the revolutionary, but you can't kill the revolution. You know. The arc. We should. Progress but that's. I mean that that to me is that to me is the quote. Yeah. You know, you can kill but the, the revolution. But the arc of progress bends towards justice or something? Nail on the head. Arc of Try it again. Third time's the charm. But you know what I mean? You can kill the revolution. This is not a heavily researched podcast. <laughs> not, a, not a research podcast. You can but kill but the revolution. But that's true, too. But that's true, too. But and yeah, and that, and that rings loud and clear uh, for him once he is killed. Spoiler alert. Okay, it's not a spoiler alert. It's real, <laughs> John. <laughs> right. that is it's not a, a it's spoiler. a great it's a great fucking movie um it's it's worth uh it's worth the watch um you know i i've told a couple people to watch it and i said you know it is sad and it will make you angry and they said i'm already sad and angry <laughs> uh and i am too but i definitely uh do not regret watching this movie not at all Okay. All right, guys. Talk to you soon. Thanks. Like and subscribe. Share with your friends.